0: Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. If you really want to be happy, you need to get out of the way. Some of you all don't realize it, but the wounds you have, they are self-inflicted. You're doing this to yourself. You're going after something that God wants you to have, but you're in His way. And you're not doing it the way he ordained it or allowed it to happen. And that's why you're confused. That's why you're hurt. That's why you want it, but you don't have it, because you won't ask him for it. You have not because you ask not. And then when you ask, you ask in a mist to consume it on your own lust. When God gives you stuff, it's not even about you. He's trying to bless others through you. But you're trying to get it for self, and you need to get out of the way. If you want to be happy, you're going to have to get out of the way. If you want to truly be happy, you are going to have to get out of the way. You cannot have what you want in life other than through Christ Jesus. You're going to always look at everybody else doing what they're doing and getting what they're getting. And in your eyesight, it will never be enough for you. Because we are never satisfied. And if you really want to be happy, if you want to be satisfied, you're going to have to do it God's way. Right now, if you're not happy, who is it to blame? Who's the biggest enemy? Mm-hmm. So I want to talk to you today, yes, about struggling to live a satisfied life. But the bottom line is, I just want to ask you that question. Do you really want to be happy? And if you do, we're going to go up some scriptures today that's going to help you. And I pray that you can receive it. And I pray that you can abide in it. So let's go for it. Psalms 19 verse 8 it's from the New Living Translation the commandments and most people say well we don't live out of the commandments because we're living on of grace. I'll explain that to you later. The commandments of the Lord are right bringing what? Joy to the heart the commands of the Lord are clear they are very clear you cannot sit here and say what you don't know, or that you don't do this, or you don't understand God, you don't do this. No. It's clearly what God wants you to do. You know what's right from what's wrong. You're getting in the way. Because God's commandments are there to stay. And they're not for you to push aside or do this or do that or, for, or feel that you can get past it or get by them. The commandments of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. When you read this word, it's giving you insight on how to live. And you're trying to live it your way. You're trying to do life through you. You weren't designed that way. We messed it up a long time ago. And we hadn't got it fixed yet. And we're still going at our own way, trying to do our own thing. And we're not happy Because God designed it, he came and fixed it, and he's saying, this is how this machine is going to operate. But you want to try to make it go this way when it's designed to go that way. And you're not happy because it won't go your way. If God fixed it, if he put it together, if he got it right and told you these are the commandments, they're going to bring you joy and they're going to give you instructions on how to live then you have a choice to make. Either I'm going to be happy doing it God's way or I'm going to be frustrated trying to be happy doing it my way. And whether you're young or old, I see the same thing. It's something that has been ingrained in us. I don't know how it got there through our parents or our foreparents or whoever or through our own self that we figure we know what's best for life. And we know what we want out of life. And by God, we're going to get it. With God's help or without it? I tell you, if you get it without his help, it won't last you. Matter of fact, the Bible says he'll send leanness to your soul. You know what that means? It means you want to enjoy it. You spend all this time to get it, and God steps out of your way and let you get it. And now you've got him or got her. And you're still not happy. You got it. You got the house, but it's not a home. Mm -hmm. Because you got it. People, we got to go back to God. We got to get back to him. We got so accustomed to living our own life, and we struggle. When that season comes up in our life, we feel like we fight it alone. Why? Because we don't have God. I used to wonder, God, why don't you just get rid of the devil? Think about what you'd be if there was no consequences. Think about how you would be if there are no recourse to your actions. If there was no payment for the wrong that you do. Yeah, I'm going to say this. You're not going to like it. But some of y'all need the devil. Mm Mm-hmm. It's sad. Because you can't be left to you. You are dangerous. (laughs) Self-mutilation? You mad at somebody because they tattooing themselves? Look at your scars. Look how badly you are scarred and you inked up. Yeah. You're doing it to yourself. Body- Mutilation. So the commandments of the Lord are right. Bringing joy to the heart. Get it in your heart. God's commandments are right. The commandments of the Lord are clear, giving insight for a godly lifestyle or godly living. So why do we struggle? <laughs> why do we really struggle? I believe we struggle because we want to please ourselves. We'll spend the money, the energy, the time. We'll buy the clothes. We'll do this. We'll go to the doctors. We'll die. we are doing everything to please ourselves. We got to be selfish. We don't witness the people because we don't want nobody hurting our feelings. We won't go out. We won't participate because it's all about us. And you need to look at yourself. I can't show you anybody but my but me. So what you have to do is look at you. And you got to watch it. Sometimes, if you keep missing you and you can't see you, you know what God do? You know what he does? He sends somebody to you. Just like you. You know what? And when you see you in there, and let me tell you this, when God shows you you, Believe him. <laughs> mm-hmm. When you when he sends somebody your way, just like you, and you see some of your traits, oh, I used to do that. It might be still in you. That's why God sent you Amen. to them, or sent them to you. He's trying to get you to look at yourself, and you think you got it all together. You think you're all right because you paint this picture of what you're supposed to be like. You're not looking at what God created you and how God created you. You're so far from the truth and don't even know it. So God sent you somebody just like you. And you look at them and say, I don't know how they... Hold on. Because that's you. The problem is you don't want to believe him. Because you painted this picture. You're wearing this facade. You're trying to show them that you are different. And God is trying his best to show you what you're like. So think about it, the people that are in your circle. I saw on X-Men this guy who had this unique ability to, to, to duplicate himself. And he was just one person. All of a sudden he just started pairing off to so many different people. That's you. All those people... That are in your circle. You got your traits. God's trying to show you you. In order to help you. And all those duplications of people are getting in the way of you. You can't see yourself. So, when we talk about these commandments of God, let me ask you a question. Because you're under grace, do we do away with all the commandments? Watch this. Which ones do we do away with? Thou shalt have no other God before me? You should not make idols? You should not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain? You don't have to remember the Sabbath no more and keep it holy? That's under the law. That's under the commandments. We don't have to do that no more. Why would we have to do it no more? Because Jesus came and he took all this away and he gave us two commandments. And only two, pastor. You error because you don't know the scriptures. Jesus didn't do away with those commandments. He summed them up into two. Watch this. The first four deal with your relationship with God. The next five deal with your relationship with others. What did Jesus say? First commandment and the greatest one of all is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and being. That sums up these four. He didn't get rid of them. He made them simple for you to understand. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and being. If you love God, these four come into play. You'll remember the Sabbath. You won't take His name in vain. You won't make idols and you will not have another God before him. All that he said was relating to your relationship with him. And then the last four, he said, love thy neighbor as thyself. The last six, they deal with this way. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not commit murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. And you shall not covet. All those things deal with your relationship with other folks. So you tell me he did away with the commandments, Right? No, he summed them up. The New Testament didn't do away with it. He redefined it so that you could understand what he was saying. Get right with me, and then you can see able to help others. Well, where are you? You're not even in the picture. God's working through you to be a blessing to people. I told you a long time ago, that water hose get wet when the water goes through it. The water wasn't wasn't for the hose. It was an instrument that the water flows through to get to the point of contact where the water really needs to be. Baby, you're just a water hose. God wants to flow through you so that he can get to other people. But you're taking a hose and showering with it. You're trying to get all the blessings on you. They weren't designed for you. How many of you eat fruit? You ever had a peach? What would it look like if that peach tree would eat its own fruit? What fruit have you had that been eaten of itself? The fruits are not for the tree than for the people who need the nourishment. Yeah. See, God got you saved already. He just wants to flow through you to get to somebody else. Yeah. But you became so personal with your life and with your issues that you're taking all the fruit for yourself. Why I can't get delivered? Why I can't be set free? Because you in the way. You're clogging up the channels. Deliverance can't flow to nobody else because you're trying to take it all for yourself. You are in the way. God wants to work through you, and if he works through you, it'll flow on through you and get to somebody else, and you'll end up reaping the benefits for being the water hose. You'll get wet, too. But what you have done is, is, is that you don't want... You don't want to waste the water. My kid be out there washing the car. I get that little spricky thing, and I put it on that sit down. Now you won't be running water all over. You won't be getting water on everything. You can control it. That's what you're doing. You're trying to control this God that's trying to flow through you. Look at you. You can control the blessings. You're the captain of this vessel. You can decide who gets blessed. And who don't? (laughs) You put a a spigot on that water hose so you can control it. God said, get out the way. You can't stop my blessings. You're trying to get it and trying to keep it for yourself. God said, I didn't design it for you. I want your gifts. I want your use. I want to use you to bless others. You know the spigot that you put on this thing? It's called emotions. When you're feeling good, you're you, you spraying the water on everybody. Somebody you don't like. Mm-hmm. You ain't getting nothing today. Because mm-hmm. your emotions get to that individual and they shut down. Stopping God's flow. When you stop God's flow, you stop your deliverance. You stop what God's doing in your life. When you get to a point where you can't, well, I, I, I don't feel like I have nothing else to say to the individual. Really? What if God felt the same way about you? What if he felt that he didn't have nothing else to say to you? What if he was fed up with you like you get fed up with folks? I ain't got time. <laughs> I don't have to go there with you. <laughs> really? God's saying the same thing. <laughs> I don't have to go there with you. I will leave you to you. And you'll get so conceited, you'll get so lifted up in yourself that you won't even see you. Then all life will begin to revolve around you. And you'll think you're living, but you won't be satisfied. You think you're happy, but you don't enjoy nothing. Because it's all about you and what you want. What about what God wants? Your life is hid in Christ, baby. Does that matter to you? That's scripture. Stop trying to live it your way. And all that you do, do it for the glory of God. How can God get glory out of what I'm doing? If he can't get the glory out, I can't do it. Therein lies deliverance. You can get off the drug, you can get off the alcohol, you can get off of pornography, you can get off everything. If you realize that what you're doing gives God glory or don't, Amen. then the choice is yours. Do you want to be happy? <laughs> so, Pastor, how do I do it then? I hear what you're saying. It kind of sort of got my attention. And I know these commandments are true now. I understand I might have made a mistake thinking that they were done away with. They weren't done away with. They were enhanced for me. So what do I do next? Let me show you. You need to take it one day at a time. See, you don't realize it, but you give the devil ammunition to shoot at you. When he run out, you know what you do? You take him another whole box. And you let him load up again to shoot at you again. Pastor, how do I do this? You begin to worry about what you don't have and what's going to happen to the next day. Don't you realize that's giving too much place to the enemy? You're giving him a paintbrush to paint what he wants to happen in your life. You give him the opportunity to speak to your mind and tell you that this is how it's going to be. And then you begin to worry about it. You begin to wonder about it. Because your biggest joy is, I just want to be happy. Really? This is what the commandment said. This is what God said. So don't worry about these things, what you would eat, what you would drink, what you would wear. How you look, how you, de- how you got this, how you did, de- material stuff. And that's what we're after. We want to live right. We want to be holy. We want to be this. But most of all, we want to be successful. And sometimes success takes the front seat of what God wants, a holy, a righteous person. These things do what? They dominate the life of the believer. No, they don't. They dominate the thoughts of the unbeliever. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your Heavenly Father already knows what you have need of. He already knows what you need. He already knows what you need. If God knows what you need, then what are you supposed to do? Seek the kingdom of God above all else. All those needs, seek God above all that. God? God? You know what, God? I, God? I I really want to be happy, but God, I find my happiness in You, Father. In You I, I live, I move, and I have my being. Amen. Father, I am satisfied with You. And you know what He does? He starts opening up the doors of blessings, and they begin to overtake you. Not because. Do you realize how Solomon got so blessed? He wasn't thinking about the riches and all this. He thought about wisdom to train the people. And God said, because you asked me of this and didn't ask me for all the gold and the silver, he said, I'm going to give you that as an added attraction. This man knew what he needed was God. It is so sad for this world, this time frame, this dispensation to be about to wrap up and we don't realize that we need God. We think we need the jobs. We think we need the money. We think we need the friends. We think we need a wife and a husband. And we're not complete without it. Really? You need to get out of the way. You don't know what you need. Don't somebody know what you need? Your heavenly father already knows what you need. You think you know. Then when you get it, you'd be wanting to give it back. Lord, take it away, take it away, take it away. Take it away, Lord. God, something you asked for. It, God, I didn't know what was coming with it. Mm-hmm. And now what God does, He uses that to make your prayer life stronger. That that does not kill you <laughs> will make you stronger. <laughs> God said so you asked for it, now you're going to have to pray to sustain it. You asked for that new house, now hit your knees and believe me for it. You didn't know your, your job was going to act funny. You didn't know this was going on. You wanted it because everybody else had it, now you got it. And Now this change that came into your life and you found out you didn't have God like you thought you had it. You wanted that new car because everybody else got one. Okay, now hit your knees. You wanted that man because everybody else had one and you didn't feel complete. Now hit your knees. Start praying. I didn't know it was going to take all this to fix it. Mm-hmm. And Lord, please don't send somebody to you just like you. All right, now let me get on that one. Let me keep going. So seek the kingdom of God, and above all else, above all else, live righteously. Man, live right. Because we are repairers, that does not mean that you can stay broke. God want to fix you so that you can help fix others. This name... It's going to stick with this house. It's going to be this house. It's going to remind us what we need to be doing. We need to be trying to repair people. Well, pastor, I'm broken. Yeah, that's why God sent you here. That's why he sent you here. You're broken. God sent you here to repair you. But you know what your focus is on? It's on you. That is not it. Your focus is on those others who are coming here to be repaired. God wants to flow through you because as he flows through you and reaches them, then guess what? Healing takes place in your life. When you start trying to witness to somebody else, remember Job? When did he get his deliverance? When he prayed for his friends. Now, you're too selfish for God to use. So you know what you're doing? You're getting in the way. Amen. I want this position. I want that position. I want to support this. I don't want to support that. It's all about you. Yes. I remember somebody who did this once before, a long time ago. He got so involved in himself. Everything was about him. He began to talk to himself. If I'm so beautiful, and if I'm so wise, I can be just like him. Yeah, yeah. I can be like the Most High. Yeah. Really? Hmm. All the glory that God was using to try to, to try to give to the earth, the earth was supposed to give that glory back to God. And it came through Lucifer. And when the glory came up to him, he started receiving it for himself. See, it's not, it's not hard trying to figure out what you're missing in it. You're taking all of God's glory for yourself. And when iniquity was found in him, God cut him off. You feeling like God's not there? You feeling like you're battling yourself? You feel like there's no deliverance for you? There's no hope in God? You cut off. You cut off because you're selfish. And just look at your God. Everything he made gives. Go outside. Trees, they're giving off oxygen. The sun giving you light. What do you get? What kind of vitamin? Vitamin D? You get vitamin D from the sun. The plants give you their life. They're giving you, you, you can cook them, you can eat them. Everything giving. But man. Out of all of God's creation, we shut down on God. And the very life that flows through us, we look for now reasons and avenues to try to get what we want and do what we want to do. We change God's truth into a lie. It's okay for me to drink. It's okay for me to do this. It's okay for me to do that, really. You know, Jesus changed the water to wine. You're twisting everything. I'm going to tell you the truth about that. Sometimes we don't realize what we're doing because we err we error not knowing the truth about it. Some things in the Bible are symbolic. There was somebody else who changed some water into something. Who was it? hmm Thank you. Moses. He changed water into blood, symbolizing death. In the New Testament, Jesus changed water into wine, symbolizing he's a life-giving one. Not to give you a right to go drink wine. Okay, that's enough. All right. If you seek his kingdom, he'll show you some stuff, all right? Mm -hmm. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Live a righteous righteous life. And he will give you everything that you need. Who's going to give it to you? You got to go get it for yourself. No, you get out of the way. You're in your own way. You're your worst enemy right here, right now. You can't get your deliverance. You can't get your needs met. You can't get nothing in life because you're in the way. It's not designed for you to go get it. It's designed for him to give it to you. Don't you know it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom? You're trying to take it. In the business world, we call it a hostile takeover. Yeah. You got involved in this business, and your partner's in it, but guess what? You want to get rid of your partner, and you become hostile, and you give them a choice. You either do this, or I take the whole thing. God, I want to take all my blessings. I want it all, because that's what I need to be satisfied You don't know what you want. You don't know. Just like our kids. They think they know. My son's on me about a cell phone. He want a phone. Who you going to call? Who you going to call? Ghostbusters? Who you going to call? But everybody else got one. So instead of getting a phone, I got him a doom buggy. He enjoys that a lot more than enjoy that phone. So I told him, I said, okay, I'm going to get you a phone. I'm put it in your room. <laughs> there you go. Don't chip over that cord. Because all you want to do is call somebody, right? I know he hated it. He's like, oh, dead, please, don't be doing uh, Leave me out your sermons. The problem is we don't know what we want. Amen. If you say you want a phone, just call your friend. It doesn't matter if it's a, line, a landline or a or, or, or pay phone. <laughs> no, you want what everybody else wants. You want technology because everybody else got technology. Well, baby, everybody can't handle technology. You don't know what you want so I have to tell you what you need. And when I give you this, you're going to enjoy it a whole lot more than you, because all the friends want to come on down and ride the dune buggy. Why don't they just call you and ask you how's the ride? <laughs> you got the better thing because your daddy knew what was best. But does that stop him lusting for a phone? Surely it don't. He got the better of it. But he still wants that phone. Why? Because everybody has got one. It's just like you. God gave you the best and you don't even know it. Because everybody has got them a husband. Everybody has got them a wife. Everybody has got them a car. Everybody has got them a big house. And you don't know what God has blessed you with. Some of the folks who got those things, you all talk to them about trying to upkeep Trying to pay that note. Mm-hmm. Have to have to listen to somebody tell them where they can go or where they can't go. Sometimes you need to just get out the way. You know why you hurt? Because you're hurting yourself. You're addicted to the pain. You keep reminding yourself of what you don't have. You want to feel sorry for yourself. You want to feel bad. Really? At some point you have to get over this. At some point you have to grow up and move on. What if you don't get the big house? What if you don't get the new car? What if you don't get the husband? What if you don't get the wife? Are you going to call God a failure? When he told you it is impossible for me to fail? He cannot lie. He cannot turn his mind. He cannot change his mind. Some things we just don't know. So, what he's saying is that don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will bring his own words. Today is enough. There's enough trouble in the day that you ain't got to worry about tomorrow. So, stop letting the devil get you and start thinking about what you don't have. And I ain't got this. I don't have this. You know what he do? He push you into tomorrow. No, baby, what do you have right now? Right now, are you taking a deep breath? Baby, that was a blessing. Amen. Right now you have life. Amen. Right now you're okay. Yeah. Well, Pastor, you just don't, tomorrow they say they're to come get my car. Well, baby, you going to let it steal today? Mm-hmm. You're going to let it steal the presence? Amen. Because you worried about tomorrow? That's what most of you all mess up at. Amen. And some of you listen to the devil long enough that in you thinking about tomorrow or thinking about yourself, he gives you a reason to mess up and do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Some of you all, you you just wait. Because it would be a shame Me, Miss King. I get mad at Miss King, and I already got some issues. I'm mad at her, so I can go out and sneak out and do my own thing because I'm mad at her. You know what? That's stupid. She can't give me a reason to sin. No, you wanted to do wrong. And you let the devil make you think about some stuff that you've been through or if it wasn't your future, he was messing with your past and you felt like you had a right to do wrong now. Some of you can't get deliverance because you're in the way. Real quick, let me move to this next one. This is how you're going to do things. You don't have to learn to trust in the Lord. How many of you don't lie, don't raise your hands. How many just in your mind, answer the question? How many of you really trust in the Lord? Don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Don't don't raise your hand. I said don't raise your hand. Don't be lying in church. Today's Sunday. You can't lie on Sundays. Proverbs chapter 3, 5 through 6, the King James Version. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. See, that's the key. You're not trusting in Him with all your heart. you you halfway with this. Your loyalty is divided. You're not trusting in God with your whole heart. God, God, God you've got to do this for me. I take my hands off it, and God, in your timing, in your perfect will, if you want me to have it, you manifest it. I'm through with it. I'm through with it. I keep it prayed up. I keep it before you, but I ain't going to keep asking you for it like this because I don't know what's best for me. You know what's best. So I'm going to thank you, God, that you know what's best for me. And I'm going to let it go. You might find out before you get up off your knees, the thing is already manifested. But because your trust has to be in God, that if he wants you to have it, I don't care what, you're going to get it. Amen. We always say, what well, door God open, no man can shut. Amen. Baby, that's true. If God wants you to have it, can't no man stop you. What's for you is for you. All you have to do is get out of the way. Amen. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into thy own understanding. And there's the problem. He gave you the positive and he told you what the negative was. You lean into your own understanding. You're trying to figure this out. Baby, your mind is not enough to process how God's working in your life. You're trying to process it. You're trying to figure it out. This is how God's going to do this. This is how God's going to fix this. This is how God's going to make this happen. Really? You don't have that much power. Get out of the way and stop trying to figure it out on your own and trust God to do it. You pray about it. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. You're confused? You don't know what to do next? Here you go. Acknowledge him. And he's going to direct your path. You're trying to make a major decision without him. God, hold on. God, I trust you. God, with all my heart, I want to do this. But God, I'm not sure about it. And I don't want to go make this happen. God, you know me. I'll I be conniving. I'll be this. I'll be deceptive. I can make it happen. But God, I don't want to do it my way. I want you to do this. So, Father, I step out of the way. I yield to you. Jesus, you take the wheel. Just get out of the way. And you'll do it if really, if you really want to be happy, you'll do it. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.